Hey, hey, hi, hey, 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 hello. hi, what's up? Hey, what's up? So we have a brief announcement. announcement. I know this is super last minute, mm-hmm. but if you are in the Chicagoland area, you should come out to our first ever live show. Live show? It's gonna be live. Yeah, we're doing a New Year's Eve live show at the Cards and Humanity Theater. 8 p.m. on New Year's Eve. It was literally a day after this episode dropped. So, yeah, if you don't have any plans or, like, you have plans, but you don't feel like doing your plans immediately, you should, like, start it up, get it a little turn immediately at 8 o'clock. We're mm-hmm. going to start it up. And that it could is, be like, we could pregame your, your evening. Yeah, and that is at 1917 North Elston mm-hmm. in Chicago. Come see us. We're going to have a special guest of Charlene King. Who's my cosmic twin. Yeah. And overall Chicago good person. Goddess. And goddess and just everything. So we want to see y'all in the stands. New Year's Eve. Open ended live. Live. And it's our number. It's 35. And we live. I've been wanting to say that forever. I'm shutting you off. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> This episode of Open Ended is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They ask us not to read an ad, but encourage you to enjoy the show. This is Open Ended Podcast. I'm Cher Vincent. And I'm James T. Green. Hey, Cher, how's ya? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Doing all right. The weather in Chicago sucks. Ass. It sucks ass. Let's talk about that right now. Uh, okay, so every year in Chicago, people forget that winter happens. <laughs> it come. It is like it just happens. We were really lucky this year, and we hadn't had a, a much of a winter of December. It was rainy and kind of cold, but like we had like sixties going on in December. Like yeah, in we did. like. As, as like as recent as last weekend we had like 60s right so this weekend it was this past week it was cold and a little rainy but still no snow and then today i was like yeah buddy it's winter in chicago here's some sleet it's not even like snow it's like rain and sleet and like ice and everything just falling from the sky and there's you know massive slushy puddles everywhere it's like dirty slurpees everywhere mm-hmm. it's awful and this is exactly where <laughs> y'all that are listening right here come in. Yeah. Now, because of y'all, because of you listening right mm-hmm. here and all of that jazz, you can help us survive this cruel, cruel winter yes. that we call winter in Chicago. Please. Cher needs new snow boots. I do need some boots like immediately. I need boot socks. And frankly, we also need alcohol mm-hmm. to the- get us through these cold nights. I mean... You know, alcohol doesn't buy itself. Right. So we really, really, really hope that you can head on over to openended.fm slash donate. There you can give us a one-time donation, maybe to help me get some socks or share to get some boots or, you know, help us pay heat so Mm -hmm. that way we can still be warm in our house. Um, Or you can become a member of the podcast for starting at how much a month share? Only a dollar. Only a dollar. What can you get these days for a dollar? You can get a double cheeseburger, a McDouble. No, you can't. That costs a dollar oh eight. See? So, so save that money and yeah. send it to us. Yeah, there's nothing in this world you can really get for just a dollar. How awesome is that that you can change somebody's life? Yeah, you can change our lives, our mm-hmm. stomachs, our feet, 
and do that at openended.fm slash donate. Or at patreon.com slash openended. It is 2015. It's coming to a close, man. Yeah, I can't believe that's happening. That's blowing my mind. It went by so fast, but also didn't. Like, so much shit has gone down this year. Not just, like, in my personal life. I mean, actually, compared to last year, I'm doing much, much, much better. So, um, yeah, it was a weird year, but good most of the time. But, uh, yeah, in the world, though, it's... Yeah. Yeah, to put it in a little bit of context, I mean, we're recording, today is Monday, December 28th, and I want to say like an hour or so ago, um, mm-hmm. About two yeah, we got, yeah, we got some more information on Tamir Rice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Want to tell us what happened? Uh, the police officer who shot and killed him and murdered him is not getting indicted. Yeah. I mean, that's like honestly been a consistent loop and loop and loop of the same old garbage that has mm-hmm. been happening with roughly every other case mm-hmm. that has been happening and it just really got us thinking so much about it i mean this year i gotta say was like the year that technology really became political especially by like the folks using it absolutely i mean like every time i open up twitter now it's either someone got shot or some police officer got away with it yeah like that's almost yeah. every day that i and see a lot that. of time it's both yeah mm-hmm. um, in the same feed and it's just it's it's asinine it's it's so it's discouraging in a lot of ways because you see it and there's a part of you that's almost desensitized to it just because you see it so often and it becomes cliche and it should not even remotely become a cliche because it's right. awful it's so terrible and it hurts but it hurts so much that you don't even feel it anymore like what happened today it's that it's the same old thing and you want justice to be served but the powers that be don't deliver Mm -hmm. the people who we elect the people that we decide to be put in a position to make decisions that changes the course of the way law enforcement is handled they're Mm -hmm. not doing their jobs they're not they're they're not enforcing justice as they should. The people that we entrust to enforce judges enforce justice, like the police officers that we, you know, hire and pay and our taxes go to, essentially, are people that we can't trust. And it's just really, it's really hard and difficult. And for me to be desensitized to it, it's because. It's constantly happening over and over and over again, and it's there's no end in sight, and you can't you can only feel so much. So for me to be desensitized is just turning it off completely, and I hate that that's my reaction to it, but it's hard and difficult, and yeah, it's just like another blow. It's um yeah, I don't know. It's hard to talk about, but. Um, or rather hard to articulate, but that's kind of how I feel mm-hmm. about it. About yeah, you? and it's just, I mean, I'm right there with you because especially while you're trying to deal with it and you kind of see it sandwiched, like posts like these, you see it sandwiched among posts that have nothing to do with it. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not yeah. saying it's bad at all. But it just shows me sort of the mundane nature of life as in you kind of never know what kind of card is going to be dealt 
yeah. every single day. I mean, you kind of know, especially with being black in America, what kind of cards you are to expect. But it's really interesting to see how different people think. Yeah. And then how much of a monolith we aren't are. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, how much of a large spectrum we can be. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm hurting right now, but I didn't choose to say anything about it online because I frankly have nothing to add to the conversation. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think and, my biggest thing was retweeting what happened. I think the New York Times said something and i think my comment was and the beat goes on like mm-hmm. it's just like yeah <sighs> yeah and it's a really interesting thing because yeah. it's 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 very interesting around these times and i hate to say these times because these times happen like r- roughly every like day 48 hours no every day like this past that. weekend yeah. la- like yesterday or not even yesterday but saturday two people in chicago were shot by police officers right and and killed and it's just it's constant mm-hmm. every day and it's i don't know it's hard to feel mm-hmm. it's hard to feel i don't i don't, I don't really use the word authentic but to have true feelings every time one of these things happen because it happens so often you you hurt and you're in pain but it's hard to give equal feelings to each when it happens so constantly that you don't have enough room to feel anything else but just this absolute sorrow Mm. and it's hard to live that way but you're constantly it's berated constantly constantly constant Mm. i don't know it's i'm 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 i don't know i'm a loss for words honestly i mean I, i i mean i can definitely agree with you on that because not only are you dealing with what's coming now but then you're also still gathering the feeds of things that have been happening in the past and it becomes mm-hmm. this cumulative thing and it's also kind of that uh, that second struggle of just like what's where's the radical nature in mundane black life yeah you know what i mean like we're all hurting Mm -hmm. you know you and i are hurting um but it almost feels like if you are hurting you have to completely externalize that hurt yeah in order to be seen as you are doing something about it right that you're woke that you're like exactly that you know you're you know an activist you're doing everything to your ability to make your opinions known all the time all the time and that's I mean, that's fine. I'm not belittling anyone who is active, who does those things. But I feel like being a black person, you either have a position, you have to have a position all the time. There is no, I guess, um, anonymity. You can't be. Any- eh, I don't know if it's anonymity. I think a way to put it is that there is no room for average. Yeah, I guess. Um, like, yeah, I guess that's what yeah, I'm trying because, to say. Yeah, because a lot of times a lot of people are, frankly, in the middle of the road. Yeah. Um, you have to be perfect. Yeah. In your, in your regards to the way you um, express your distaste or um, express your anger, there is no room for... There's no room for mediocre. Yeah, mediocrity. You can't make mistakes. You mm-hmm. have to have a position. It has to be finite. It has to be perfect and crystallized. It can't 
be it has to be all or nothing and it's really difficult to have that um expression constantly because you can't always be a hundred percent in every debate or any particular issue there's always there should be room for error and there isn't when it comes to certain political standings especially in this most recent especially for black people oh yeah you know what i mean yeah i mean like and this is where i frankly get a little pissed off is that there's so much room for mediocre white people oh god there's so much oh room my god so for mediocre white people gosh this has nothing to do with but, anything but like i was watching harry potter yesterday and the confidence that Voldemort has, it's like, I wish I could have that kind of confidence. Just like, <laughs> just be like, I'm extraordinary. And that's just like, you're every white man sometimes just like, I'm extraordinary. I'm amazing. I'll do what I want. And it's like, I can't be that way. I can be just walking into some room and like, yeah, I'm awesome. I mean, I can, mm-hmm. but no one's going to take me as seriously as somebody yeah. else. And Because it's, you'll get the criticism of, you shouldn't be showing your ass. Yep. But then you get the criticism of, I don't think this person is good enough. You know, there's no room for extreme black confidence or extreme black excellence. You know what I mean? You can can be amazing, but you have to be humble. Yep. And it's like that slave mentality shit. Like, like, also, yes, master. Like, I can't, I can't be amazing and and like, and you are excellent and you know you're excellent. Then just comes with arrogance for Mm -hmm. black folks. But if white folks are doing that shit. It's like, well, they're they strong. are excellent. They're, they're they're competent. Yeah. We get the word arrogant and, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Why can't I be confident too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like whenever moments like these happen where your spaces are surrounded, whether our social online spaces, or our digital spaces, or even our in real life spaces get clouded with the barrage of the state of our lives, you know, I can't help but always think about those things Um, in digital spaces too. I mean, like kind of feeling like, Oh, as a black person, can I not talk about anything else during these times? Yeah. You know? And, and, and that's like something to really, there's a responsibility that you have as a black person that is thrusted upon you that you didn't ask for. Mm -hmm. And it's, intimidating because you have to have a opinion and it's like well what am i allowed to not have opinions Mm -hmm. and you don't but i but i will admit though like there are some instances where like black opinion i mean like most of the time black opinion is like awesome and it's really hilarious sure like (laughs) oh no i mean like black twitter is why i even go on twitter like like, it's like oh yeah i'm gonna find out what's going on there and they make everything perfect and beautiful and wonderful right but you have to have you know, like the responsibility of having opinions is something that we didn't really ask for, but we have to have at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Sometimes I am, I'm not always locked into that mode and I feel like I have to be mm-hmm. all the time. And that's unfair. That's a responsibility that I shouldn't always have to have. It feels like if I don't, if I don't say the right thing, I'll set us back like eight years or whatever, or 20 years or 50 years. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a responsibility that I feel. But what the really interesting thing about that is like, why 
and I, I know I know we know the answer why, but I just always ask myself why. Do don't, put wh- a, don't white people have to think worry about this? Yeah, I mean, like white people have been doing like really jacked up stuff forever. They've that always can they've been, immediately set them back. They've I mean, been on the wrong <laughs> side of history for like centuries. Yeah, I mean, we can look Millennia's. at yeah. I mean, like there's like, yeah, um, but you never ever hear of an instance no, where because like, a they're the status quo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you never hear of an instance of, like, a white person acting, quote-unquote, out of line and saying, oh, they're setting the race back years upon. Right, exactly. And it's like, and that's yeah, what I'm but saying. It's like, but it's like, yeah, every single minute, like, somebody black, you know, like, respectability politics bullshit comes around for somebody black, then they're like, oh, you can't act like that. And it's like, why not? I should be able, like, there are multiple degrees of blackness here. Like, there mm-hmm. are people that do these type of things. There's people that do these type of things. And we are all black. Like blackness is just not. It's fluid. Yeah, it's super fluid. You know what I mean? And it's like that. That and is the blackness point in, in general is not even. It's a thing that like. Well, you're coming from a really interesting perspective. Yeah, as because who is mixed? Yeah, like my mother is Caucasian. Like I, I mean, I can say like, yeah, white people, blah blah blah. But like, yeah, I because I, I can I see both sides in my family. Like I I know where the bigotry comes from, and I I've seen it, and I've also dealt with it on both sides and you know having that whole like you know beige rage (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know not really fitting in anywhere and it's it's difficult certainly but not having the privilege of being able to pass as white and that's the really interesting thing about like kind of like the internet in general and like you know doing stuff on online and social media and having avatars and things like that where you know like any kind of feed that we're scrolling through, um, it's always a mashup of culture. And, yeah, you know, I mean, there's that, people... That there's people, mentality. Yeah, there's people appropriating shit left and right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the you know, well, people are doing the dab on, uh, like, dancing with the stars and stuff now. And, like, yeah. the dab was, like, start, you know, small black communities. You know, so it's, like, stuff, right. stuff or that moves song, so quick. And, or, like, um, or even, like, uh, that song... Um, the Nene. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a number one YouTube video in like in this year. The mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. And you got I, like shit like that, and it's playing like Good Morning America and right, things right, like right. that. Like right. And where I, I think where I was going with it was like this idea of passing and being having the quote unquote ability to comment on certain cultures and races and stories um, while kind of like making yourself publicly, um, like publicly stating your status before commenting on something. Like for instance, um, like a lot of um, women issues online, you know, definitely conversation Mm -hmm. should be um, headed by women because they would know stuff more than like me, Mr. Mm -hmm. Dude would, you know what I mean? but it's like interesting. I see like those conversations being had by people that have like maybe anonymous avatars and people maybe discounting their identity and saying, Oh, can you comment on this or say this thing because of your identity? Right. You know what I mean? It's like this idea of like, can you pass on the internet? This idea yeah. of like kind of like how androgynous you, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you know we're talking about gender now. I guess, but but androgyny, um, but not but not just androgyny in like gender, but like you know that uh, and it, race. Um, what I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like what's 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 the what's the what's the what's the synonym for like an uh, androgyny, but for race? Is that a thing that actually exists? You know, I don't even know, man. That should be a thing. 
we should make we should make up the word we should yeah, figure yeah. that out yeah because i know like for instance um i came across a really interesting um uh, thing i was listening to um um a podcast i really like called the black guy who tips and mm, it was one. about um they were talking about how you know they have a facebook group and someone on the facebook uh group was commenting on something and then they said nigga and a lot of people in the group um you know the only thing they had to mention on this woman's identity was her profile photo and she was light-skinned in a profile photo so they were asking like you know what's your background what's your heritage um because mm-hmm. you know we feel kind of iffy about this word being used and you know if you yeah see this like small if i car- use that word people are always like you know accusatory immediately like wait a minute what are you because yeah. i'm pretty i'm like if you didn't realize if like you might meet people immediately think i'm either like north african or mm-hmm. you know some kind of french caribbean but they never consider me being a black person right right exactly and i'm, like, I'm racially ambiguous honestly so mm-hmm. they're like wait a minute you can't use that word I'm like, yeah oh. yeah so, so so they were discussing this and then um you know she mentioned um that she was um afro uh, afro what do we say afro latina mm-hmm. um, or something of that nature but it was something about like the way and then it was like and eh, we don't feel comfortable you saying that. And it's just like kind of like a really interesting dynamic of, um, you know, who is allowed into certain subcultures um, when things get like a little um, messy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like looking at you, you are um, you are light skinned right. and I am very dark skinned. Sure. And, you know, glancing just in a blur, it would be immediately apparent that I'm black. And then maybe passing in a blur, it was like, OK, was she like hispanic was she like is she mexican <laughs> is she, like, no. yeah didn't you get mistaken for um middle middle eastern oh yeah i've yeah. been yeah i've gotten that a lot like are you hindu like no yeah no um, not. And, so yeah. yeah and it's like that really interesting thing of passing and then like adding in the um sort of like the messy like blurred filter of the internet where your one profile picture change away from someone knowing like i remember i got in a conversation online and i had this um this avatar that did not really show my race it was actually just a sketch of myself but you know you couldn't tell if in the sketch if i was like what race i was Mm -hmm. you could just kind of like vaguely tell i was a dude (laughs) you know what i mean and then pair my name james t green it does you know it right exactly yeah and it's like even thinking about the privileges of that like with job interviews being able to snag them because my name is very very white same with Um, me yeah and then like kind of having like to talk with people and realizing like who's this person talking about black issues that isn't black and it's like and it's like oh yeah my profile photo does not show that i am black and then once that was confirmed everything that i was discussing or speaking about was like oh you're okay you're okay where you got the stamp of approval right and it's like so strange with the internet because it's like that blurs those lines so much Mm -hmm. that you kind of don't get to have when you're just and i actually abstain from saying like those kind of like trigger words when regards to um ethnicities i just don't even say it online yeah. I don't like I think when I said the N word um on the show, um when when Rashid was on <laughs> I think that was the first time I ever said it like on audio or yeah. like in any kind of context that I was gonna be online ever. Yeah, how do you feel about that? And I was scared as 
so scared. I like I remember my stomach dropped a little bit, and I was like, I almost told you to like cut it out. Yeah, I was I was super nervous. I was like, I don't want people thinking mm. that I'm some like racist asshole who does or like some some person of color who does like oh because they're POC they can just say anything they want. Mm. And I didn't want anyone getting that wrong connotation mm. from me. But even you can't even say like you can say whatever you want because like I have issues with other people of color who are not black saying nigga. Right. I and, have an extreme problem with that. Right, and that's just like, and I mean I. I am black, but also like I am white too, and it's just like I don't yeah, but know. That, but that one drop rule, dog. <laughs> that I one know. drop rule, man. And I and I, I mean, I don't know. I still feel awkward about like I, I literally just said the n word. Like I don't really feel yeah. as comfortable saying that word. I mean, I can say like in my private in my home or mm. amongst friends, but not like on the record. I don't. Right. You know, but on the record, it's like mm, maybe I can say something else. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily something i need to say to be to get yeah. my message across and it's so interesting that you say that online it's so it's so vague mm-hmm. it's so vague and you know lines cross constantly but yeah it's like so- even the line drawing of um for instance like i won't i won't tell you what it is but i remember like it was a couple of years back and someone like retweeted a joke that was made black by yeah, excuse me by a black person that had a uh, nigga in it and this person who retweeted it was white and then it like kind of commented like with it like ha 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 um and the thing was it was like a generalized joke but it had that word in it and i felt so weird by that and i remember yeah. I, I was like ooh and it's like Ooh, but it's like that kind of interesting thing where it's like this person isn't directly stating this thing but again as you said like that you know tumblr culture of just like remixing and like pulling and you know it's, it's the nature of the internet and, well i yeah. always i mean i feel awkward when i see my white friends seeing n-word in paris like karaoke <laughs> so like we're like doing like a rap song that has like the I n-word know. in it and i just like ah. yo like i have the whitest friends of the world and they know that every single lyric and i saw one of my friends i won't she she share my name list because i might put her out like that but she well, did so it and i was just was. like wait so she said it Oh yeah, and I was just like, you know, out. And I was just like, and I was really drunk at the time, so I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna let that slide. But also, I was just like, Share. I was kind of horrified, and also like, uh, she's drunk too. But also like, and she knew every word with like she did not trip trip up or anything. Hmm. So I was just like, okay, I mean, this is happening. I guess I can't really stop it. And and like. The song's over really quickly, so I'm like, I guess it's done now. And it was like, you know what? It's whatever. It's not. I think I might have brought it up like, oh, that was awkward, right? <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. it's it's those kind of things, and that and that's a song. But like, even in that context, it's awkward, mm-hmm. certainly. But yeah, think about any other slurs that you feel like would be would you feel comfortable saying, even though it's part of a song. You know. Yeah. Like. I certainly wouldn't feel comfortable saying yeah. some certain slurs that I know are in songs. Sure. And even though it's it's like, oh yeah, it's part of the song. I have to say it. You know, I, I just you don't have to say it. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. Like no one's putting the gun to your head. It's like <laughs> right, you gotta right, say this word, otherwise you gotta yeah. be true to the songs. Yeah. It's like, like but that, it's karaoke that, law, then no, what's not? That is one part where authenticity is not necessary. <laughs> right. <laughs> not you don't have to follow the best option. Right. You don't have to be hooked on phonics that hard that you gotta read the whatever's on the fucking screen. Like yeah. lay low. Lay low. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, like, don't, yeah. don't do that. Do less. Oh, maybe my friends are better than your friends. Hey, do you know what time it is? Uh, what time is it, James? It, you know, aside from it being obviously 5.43 p.m. on a Monday, club going up. On oh, Monday. Monday, but it's actually open call. Open call. Open call. That's open call time. What is your open call this week? My open call this week might be basic and say Beatles oh, on trash. iTunes. Hey, okay, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I'm not that hot over here. I don't need your shade. Okay, I don't need your shade. Sir, <laughs> tell me why the Beatles. Okay, are you open call, please? Okay, um, I don't know. I I've loved the Beatles for a really long time. I think mostly because of this really f- sweet story my dad told me about him and his love of the Beatles when he was in elementary school. Um, in 1964, the Beatles just came to America. They're you know on a television show. They became like a huge household name, and my dad was really riveted. He remembers seeing it for the first time. And the next day at school, he was humming their song, She Loves You. And it was um, bathroom break, and he went to the bathroom, and he stayed longer because he discovered the idea of acoustics in the bathroom. And he was singing She Loves You to himself and doing the twist, like, She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his teacher went to the bathroom, and his back was towards the teacher, so he didn't see that she was watching him dance the whole time. And then he turned around, and he was like, oh, sorry. She was like, Mal Vincent, come with me. And they went back to the classroom, and she told him to stop in front of the class. She was like, okay, do what you were doing in the bathroom in front of the whole class. And my dad was a class clown, so he was like, yes, this is my time to shine. I'm super excited for this moment. And she's like, no, do this until I tell you to stop. And so he's like, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dancing in front of the class. This went on for hours. He was just in front of the class doing the little dance. And of course, you know, after like 30 minutes, like, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they didn't have intercoms in their school. So they had like messengers going from class to class. Like certain like students would come to like their classroom like older kids like in sixth or seventh grade would like you know give a teacher a message so there was like kids coming in the class and seeing like this little kid on in the front of the classroom doing this weird little dance and like singing slowly and like he did it for like i think two hours or something and by the end of it was like i don't know if i like the beatles anymore like it was like a whole deprogramming thing but i don't know i always love that story and um yeah and we um, played it a lot in the house, and it's just kind of like the music of my childhood, the music of my life. I've always enjoyed their music, and uh, The Revolver is the album I always listen to when I want to listen to the Beatles, and it's perfect. So anyway, basic as it may be, Beatles are the best, and uh, yeah, I love them. I know you have some animosity towards them. I think it's because of your life decisions, not so much about the Beatles, but whatever. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> You can keep your shade over there, son. I'm fine in the sun. Because here comes oh my, the sun. I, I was just, <laughs> I was just about sun. to let you. I was going to let you have that one. <laughs> because I was like, man, that was too easy. <laughs> that, that fruit was hanging way too low. 
What about you, James? All right. So my shout out is to Black Twitter. Black Twitter. Literally my only reason for existing and being happy throughout the world because they lit Hillary Clinton up yes. like two a few days ago. Oh, good. Much needed. Hillary Clinton been... thought it was a good idea to make her avatar into a Kwanzaa. Um, I don't even know what what it was called, like the Kwanzaa thing. The Kwanzaa menorah. Yeah, we just called the Kwanzaa menorah. Oh, yeah, she thought it was a good idea There's to make a name it to a Kwanzaa it, menorah. And we were like, nah. nah. Ain't gonna let that happen. So nah. <laughs> So they were so-, so they pulled they went through like the deep, deep, deep things of Google images and found this gem of a picture. Yo. Yo, man, there was just like so many good things that we're doing. Like, so what happened is like this thing became a trending topic because like you know black people create culture and like you know create so many fodder for new sites to just you know get paid for you. So I'm just saying, you know, stay woke. It's true. Snap, snap. And yes, um, they went about and remixed the logo for a variety of things that probably the Hillary uh, campaign thinks of black people. Right. So for instance there was like a remix Hillary logo with like Dirty Sprite and Timbaland's oh, yes. <laughs> and, and Timbaland's yes. <laughs> That gave me life though Yes, <laughs> yes. Yo, yo. Oh, Dirty Sprite Oh that's beautiful. Yo I think that was like my favorite one. But no just, my like, favorite one though is a little girl like girl like oh, the yeah, little eyes roll back little side eye girl to yeah Hillary. she's like throwing shade Yo. and she's like <laughs> yeah man so oh, like man, that dirty sprite one though that's beautiful <laughs> so oh, that was so that yeah. was like that was exactly what i needed because I was just like, yo, like, you can't come incorrect and, like, no, you ain't gonna get lit up. So. Right. <laughs> Best come correct. Best come correct. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just look up that hashtag. I think it's like Hillary, Hillary's new logo. I think that might be what it'd be. But I'm sure if you Google it, some, like, you know, content farm stole it. So, you can find it. I, I would be surprised, honestly, if she was like co-opted them and just like, like you know what? Since it's trending, well, yo, she also did that thing about like Hillary Clinton is your abuela, and I'm like, yo, you can't be doing that. You know about that, right? No, I don't know about that. Yo, at all. so like, there was this article that's like ten reasons why Hillary Clinton is just like your abuela, and it was like oh. set up like, and it was on her website, yo, and it was like trying to like do it and it's like yo you are so tone deaf man so hillary lost my vote like a couple <laughs> weeks ago like not even a joke she lost that shit i was yeah. like well, we tried we tried hillary we tried i like well like she was already on, on my kind of on my shit list for like a minute because she was yeah. blowing up my I, my emails a little too hard yeah well, when she was rolling out the gate and i was like you can't be sending me four emails a day man i don't yeah, even know you but, like that call me know. friend and shit look at we ain't friends you haven't bought me pizza so like i don't know you like that Episode 34 is done. We did it. We did it as we always do. We did it. I can't believe it, but we did it. Yeah, man. Episode 34. 34. I want some more. Want some more. (laughs) So we want to give a special, special, special shout out to the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Um, They hooked up our sponsorships, and we're really grateful for letting them let us be a part of their network. And if you like our show, you would really, really like the show Alcoholywood. Tell me about Alcoholywood, Chair. Clint, Jared, and a guest talk about one movie each week, old or new, good or bad, and create a custom cocktail and drinking game for it. That is Aki Hollywood here at the CPC. 
And we'd like to give a shout out to Cards Against Humanity for letting us use your space, letting Cher almost break a mic, but we're still okay. Yeah. Um, as kinda, always, kind of kind of upset you just putting that on, putting I, on table. Like that. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Um, as always, our little outlines and our lovely script for this episode is written by Cher and myself. And who did the music? You plus one F six zero C, which is James' side project, and the Unicode for the blissed out slash relieved emoji face. Yes. <laughs> so until our live show on the thirty first, keep things open ended. I'm with you. I forget how high you can sing. <laughs> like <laughs> your range, I always forget to start, mm-hmm. and it's like yes. It's like I can't feel my face when I'm with you. <laughs> yes, you need to write a song just so you can do that. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Yeah, but I love it. But I love it. Is, is this your remix? <laughs> oh. Yikes! <laughs> Let's record. I was, I was I was feeling that for a hot minute. I, 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 I uh, know you were. So I was like, okay, you're a little too. You're enjoying this too much. It's not funny uh, anymore. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> like, oh, this isn't funny anymore. You're like getting a little too in your feels. <laughs> I mean, I'm in front of a mic. We can just oh, like, okay, <laughs> no, we're we not going to use these mics. We can, just, like, out, we can just put out an EP right now. I know. Dropping, the, <laughs> dropping those garage band beats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me get my tractor going. Do some loops. I'll be right. Oh, yeah, we on. All right. So we're going to start the conversation in three, 